0: Hello everyone, how are you? We have finally made it to the end of January, the absolute worst month of the year. January is giving like Tuesday energy, if you feel me. Like January, Tuesday, and the number six, they all have the same kind of like mid, grim, dull, just super problematic energy. Try to change my mind, you're not going to, but that's just like how I feel about January, and I'm just so glad that we are almost at the end of it. Thank you so much for tuning into yet another episode of Nobody Knows, the self-help and career development podcast dedicated to the ones who are, you know, still trying to figure it all out in life, which is essentially you and me. (laughs) I think the reason January is so awful is that everyone, you know, is trying to be something that they're not with their new year's resolutions and goal setting. It's just like, why do we do this to ourselves? Because we're gonna end up the same spot that we do every year on February 1st, miserable and upset that we didn't achieve the goals we set out for ourselves. And in my last episode, I discussed how I was changing that mentality and working at something called like habit building or just setting tiny routines for myself so that I could actually create lasting change. And I would say it's going fairly well. I haven't been perfect each week, with my habits, but I'm doing better than I thought I actually would. And it's actually been really fun checking off my habit tracker every day and seeing my progression slowly week after week. And if your new year's resolutions have not been working out for you, I highly suggest going and taking a listen to episode nine because I break down the steps and give some tips that helped me set up my habits and 2023 plans for myself. So I'm starting a new ritual before I record any of these episodes, and that is making an iced coffee. I record these after work, and I am I'm I'm exhausted at 3 p.m. and it's what like five o'clock now, so. I am tired by the time I have to record this and I don't want to be miserable and glum and down in the dumps when I record this. I want to be like uplifting and joyful so that you actually want to listen. So I have been making a nice little iced coffee every time I sit down with you and chat and it's like a really great ritual. It transitions me out of my everyday work day and into nobody knows mode. So while I've not tried to set New Year's resolutions, I have fallen victim to one particular trend that I guess you could classify as like a New Year's resolution and that is no spend January. And I've been doing that with my boyfriend all month long. And let me tell you, it's been a bit of a ride and I'm gonna break down my experience with you today and sort of dive into all of my feelings, what worked, what didn't work, what I would do different in case you ever plan to have a no spend month. Overall, I think January was a good month to do this because not a lot is going on. Like, I don't think any of my friends had any fun or interesting plans. They're probably listening to this being like, What the hell? I did all this, this, and this, and I like told you all about this. Well, I'm sorry, it wasn't that exciting. <laughs> And everyone's broke and exhausted from the holidays. So there's like less pressure to go out and do fun, exciting things that you know are going to cost you money. So I highly recommend doing a no spend month in January. And I've always been skeptical about placing such rigid boundaries on myself. I've done this with dieting. I mean, probably any woman or young girl has probably done this where they, you know, we just place such hard boundaries on herself and expect us to be successful. Placing an absolute no spend boundary on myself, I felt like I was setting myself up for failure and I was incredibly skeptical Going into this. The only reason I really got through this month was because of my boyfriend Brendan and having him as my accountability partner. I've also read that, you know, such restrictions, whether it's financial or with food, like I was talking about, that will always result in binging or mass spending when you essentially crack and you know, you give into that restriction or that craving. And also, I know that I am the type of person that when I know I can't do something or I can't have something and I have to restrict myself, I want it even more. There's two people, let's use junk food as an example, that those that cannot have it in the house because they know they're gonna binge or they're gonna overindulge on it. And then there's the other people like me that need to have it in the house because the idea of restriction or not having it whatsoever makes me want it more. So like when it's in my house, junk food, I'm fine, I kind of forget about it sometimes because I know it's there, but the second I eat the last bag of chips or the second I don't have chocolate in my house, I'm like, oh my God, I need chocolate immediately. Like we gotta go get chocolate. So with that, like, let me explain to you why I even agreed to do this stupid month in the first place. If you follow me or Brendan on socials, you will have seen that we have had a very lucky, a very blessed and wonderful year last year. Lucky girl syndrome caught us a year early. Let me tell you, we traveled to Germany, New York, we went to L.A., all of these places that i've been to germany before but i hadn't seen it as well as i had seen it this past year i've never been to new york i've never gone to la so it was a really wonderful year for us and we were you know also back home in canada but all over ontario going to concerts you know meeting new people hanging with friends and family and of course that's going to add up quickly financially And then before you know it, the holidays were here, and this was our first year celebrating the holidays with each of our families, because this is the first year that we were obviously in a relationship together. So of course it's gonna add more financial stress because we're buying for more people. So safe to say that my credit card was crying out for help For the sake of transparency, I do not like to max out my credit card. It makes me feel incredibly out of control and also it's just not realistic at this point in time in my life to be able to pay off the entire max spend within one month. I've just never been that type of person and I feel extremely uncomfortable when it's inching towards being maxed. So it's safe to say that my credit card was crying out for help because... For the sake of transparency, I really don't like maxing out my credit card. It makes me feel out of control, kind of uncomfortable, and to be honest, at this point in my life, I'm just not able to spend or like pay off the entire max budget on it. So I just never even think that it's a possibility for me, and so I was pretty close to maxing it out with this past year's festivities and Renan was also feeling the same because he actually asked me. He was the one who initiated this conversation. He was like, how would you feel about doing a no spend January challenge? And it was kind of funny because I had also thought about it, but then I like immediately shut the idea down because I just know restrictions never work for me. However, I was intrigued that he had initiated it and I thought you know I have an accountability partner it might be different and I am glad that I went through with this month with him and furthermore I kind of want to go back to like my spending habits and an understanding of financials because I think a lot of millennials and gen z's feel the same way and especially women I feel so financially illiterate and my spending and saving habits are definitely a direct reflection of that like yes I understand how to follow the standard rules of you know paying off your credit card monthly I budget each month within my means but like besides that I have absolutely no idea what's going on I was never a strong student in math, and I really hate perpetuating that sort of stigma of, you know, women are stupid when it comes to math and like numbers and finances because we totally aren't. But I have always personally struggled with math, and so I never took an interest in financial courses. It really drives me nuts thinking about how much time I spent in school. To not learn just like the basic understanding of bills, budgeting, taxes, like your investments and just have a standard knowledge of like how to financially thrive. Like I get it. That's also like a whole discussion about capitalism and how they just like don't want you to thrive, but I'm slowly starting to want to know more about my financial security, my financial wellness and just. Budget and spend my money a little bit more mindfully. You know, I want to feel good where I'm at financially, and I think anyone can relate to that. And I will definitely say that not spending money this past month has helped, and I'm really proud of where I've gotten to today in the past like 26 ish days. So let me give you the tea, the 411, as Amy Poehler in Mean Girls would say, the hot goth, you know, on how I did no spend January. The good thing about this plan is that you can totally create the rules. So let's say you're really good at eating in and making all your meals at home. If that's you, give me some tips because the biggest thing I've missed about No Spend January is like eating out. I almost had a full on meltdown yesterday because I was just working and I had to make lunch. I was starving and I was like, I'm so tired of making my meals. And this is such a first world problem, I've gone 25 days making all of my meals, like I'm not eating out whatsoever, but I was dying. I was like so pressed to just get like some takeout, some Uber Eats, just I really didn't want to make my lunch. I did make my lunch, but I was really having a hard time. So if you know how to eat in always and make your own meals, send me some tips because I need some help in that department. So, like I was saying, like let's say you're really good at making all your meals at home, but you find you overspend on clothing and unnecessary accessories. You could do a no-spend January specifically to prevent you from buying new clothes. Or you could even like mix it up and you could only buy from consignment or thrift shops if you like have to cut back on expenses. And that could also promote a more sustainable closet and, and wardrobe. Brendan and I planned it where we went all out. We couldn't spend money on any unnecessary things and that was hard we were only allowed to spend money on the essentials. So for us, that meant no takeout, dine-in food, or coffee. That was the thing I thought I was going to miss the most, but I've actually gotten into the habit of like making my coffee at home. And like I said, this ritual of making a cute little iced coffee before I come and chat with you all. And so I don't really miss takeout coffee or like going to Starbucks. I really do miss takeout food and like going out to a restaurant and just that experience. We also weren't allowed like one-off treats because my roommate and I live near a corner store and we do this like once every week where we'll go down there and get like an ice cream sandwich or like a bag of chips, so we couldn't do that. No clothing, obviously, no makeup, no nails. So I literally had to do my own nails this month and they are really bad right now. You can best believe that my next nail appointment is February 1st, so next week and I'm so excited. We also weren't able to buy random knickknacks. I don't think I really do buy a lot of random stuff, but I have needed to get a few things, so I've been starting to make a list. Like, that stuff does add up really quickly. We weren't allowed to go to movies, which makes me really sad because I love going to the movie theater. I did that always as a young kid, and it's so nostalgic. It's probably one of my favorite things to just go into a dark movie theater, have your popcorn and like a fizzy drink, and just completely zone out the rest of the world and just get lost in the movie. We also weren't allowed to go to the LCBO or beer store. For me, that wasn't like a really big deal. I don't drink a whole lot. And lastly, we weren't allowed to get haircuts, which for me, I don't get my hair cut too often, but Brendan is struggling (laughs) with that, although his hair is wonderful and it grows out beautifully so he just is rocking a little bit more of a longer mullet or like shag right now so essentially what's left of what we were allowed to get was groceries gas medicine and then lastly we put any expenses for work because you can expense those and so literally by the second week we were like why do we do this to ourselves because we were wishing we had done like a once a week type treat like if, whether it be coffee or going to dinner or like getting takeout because that like I said was the biggest struggle for us although in hindsight I wonder if that would have almost promoted us to spend more money been like oh I'll just treat myself again because I feel like I treat myself all the time or I think that I'm worthy of a treat all the time I think that would be my toxic trait <laughs> And in terms of what I saved, I wish I did a better job of keeping track anytime I wanted to like impulse buy something. And I wish I wrote that down, the potential amount I was about to spend, so that I could tally it up at the end of this month and be like, oh, like essentially this is how much money I spent. But I didn't do that because I also felt like that would have been mind numbingly painful. It also brought so much attention to this challenge we were doing. As I progressed throughout the days, I just have put it out of my mind and just said, nope, we're not spending money. That mantra and that sort of mental state has helped me versus like writing down all the money I've saved. That sort of would have been a little bit more of an obsessive tendency. So I don't really have much to show for how much I've saved but I can say I've just about paid off my entire credit card and I'm getting on track with my typical budget tracker. So overall on more of a qualitative scale I think I'm doing really well and I'm pleased with where I'm at for the end of this challenge. So if you're listening to this and because you're interested in doing a no spend month and are you know wanting to follow the exact rules that Brendan and I set out for ourselves I do have a few tips on how you can still get that sort of serotonin boost of treating yourself and have fun while you are saving money. The first one would be redeeming loyalty points for cash. Honestly, go into your phone and download all your favorite food, your shopping apps if you don't already have them. If you do already have them, chances are you've probably already racked up enough loyalty points to get a few freebies, whatever that is. So save those for your no spend month so that you can redeem them throughout the month. Like I had a few free Starbucks drinks to redeem, so I did that throughout the month to get my fix of like going out for coffee. The next is using gift cards, and this is also a major perk of doing a no spend month in January, of course, is because you have all of these holiday or Christmas gift cards lying around. And so I used those to tide me over. In fact, I had a few from Sephora, so I bought myself a few skincare products and it was just like such a nice treat to receive and sort of kept me going on this no spend process. I kind of hate the new reward system. I mean, it's not new anymore. It's been like this for a few years with Sephora, but they do have some like freebies that you can get on top of your purchase, so that's always a nice addition as well. The third is graciously accepting a friend or family to treat you. Now this one is more subjective to each person and I certainly don't wanna recommend you burden your loved ones with your decision to do a no spend month because that's your prerogative, that's your decision, it's no one else's decision. And it's definitely like not their responsibility to pay for you, and you should most definitely communicate your boundaries of saving money for that month. So if you're going to hang out with them, be like, for sure, I can hang out, but let's do something that doesn't cost us any money. But I will say, if you've communicated this to your loved ones and they still offer to pay for you out of the goodness of their heart, like don't brush them off and rather graciously accept their kind gesture and remember that you are worthy of generosity and to sometimes you know be taken care of. The fourth one is watching new movies at home and like I said I love going to the movies so this one was quite a surprise for me because my roommate Brendan and I for the second week of January literally had a movie night for the entire week. We watched Fresh with Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar Jones. Then we watched Where the Crawdads Sing also Daisy Edgar Jones and then we also watched My Policeman with like Harry Styles and Emma Corrin and all of these were relatively new movies we got snacks from the grocery store so technically still playing by the rules and turned off all the lights lit the candles for like a more movie theater aesthetic and it was so fun we then rated all the movies at the end it was a really good experience and super cheap the next is going for walks, I already go on walks a lot, but getting outside and giving your brain a break can help you refocus on your goals and allow you to like revisit the reasons as to why you're doing a no spend month. If you're looking for like a fun free date idea, I would definitely recommend skating or some sort of winter activity that you clearly don't have to spend money on. Walks are also good as well. And then lastly is cleaning out your closet and donating. I did this this past week and I actually made money. I took it to Plato's closet and I made like about 50 bucks. Not a lot, but also 50 bucks more than I had before. I can bet there are probably at least 10 things in your closet that you don't need nor wear anymore. So why not? just clear them out and sell them to a consignment store, or just donate them to someone else who's in need and that will get use out of them. This was also a really good activity for me because it forced me to review areas of my closet where I have full on wasted money, so that in future, once I start buying clothes again, start spending money, I hopefully will be mindful of all the waste in my closet and not buy those same items. So my overall summary of no spend January would be, if you asked me, would I do it again? I would say yes, probably, but I would definitely have to have an accountability partner. And I would say the biggest takeaway is that this experience has highlighted aspects of my life where I unnecessarily indulge in. And I think that's really good to know because I definitely want to change those behaviors moving forward. And my advice to you if you are planning to do a no-spend month would be to go easy on yourself. When I initially had planned this, you know, we set out the rules, but besides that, I was just sort of like, okay, we're off to the races and we'll see how it goes. Like, if you mess up, don't make a big deal about it. Like, it's gonna happen. It's okay it's it's normal just refocus on your goals and the rules and just try again the next day also do not be so rigid like i was and make sure to schedule in a treat day or a treat of some sort here and there i would totally love to hear if you took up any fun hobbies routines this past month or if you were also working towards a specific goal or doing a specific challenge Please reach out to me on socials at nobodyknowspodcast followed by an underscore. And thank you so much again for tuning in. I am so very excited for my next episode because I have a particular guest joining me for a very special Valentine's Day themed episode. If you are navigating love, relationships, being single, all that good stuff, Be sure to tune in on Friday, February 10th, and until then, see you later!